All right, welcome back to the Drain Plug Podcast. We got a special guest here today, Mr. A Dub, Anthony up? Jones from Brigade Boats. And then, as usual, we have uh, Wish.com, Dale Earnhardt Jr. What's up? Ryan, Ryan no. Fishing. <laughs> no signatures, please. Isn't that what he looks like if you bought. Dude, he's just coming out Jr. swinging. I didn't even know the, the name of this. The Drain Plug? The Drain Plug. We actually brought you here to do this podcast and didn't even tell you what it's called. Yeah, that's it's awesome. called the well, Drain I just Plug. trusted the process. Just trust the process. So, <laughs> what are we Man. talking about today? Yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot we talked about this earlier. We are talking about your first John boat. We're going to talk John. about our first John boats. Popping that cherry. Yep. We're going to get into the beginnings of all of our John boat lives, and how we got into it. And then we're also going to talk about some things that we hear being in the boat business all the time about people want to buy their first John boat. And then we'll see where the conversation takes us from there. You want- <laughs> we might not get too far. <laughs> we might not get far, especially with Anthony here. All <sighs> right. Start us out. After you take a long sip of your drink out of your fancy Yeti cup. All right, so so we're we're doing first John Boat build. <clears throat> yeah. Well, hold on. First, no, like, yo, what got you into wanting a John Boat in the first place? Okay, so this is a, this is a story I've kind of told. Um, so some people know, some people don't. I think it's in one of my videos. The, the John Boat that I still own that was my first John Boat, I didn't acquire until I was in my early 30s. And it was a wedding gift for me and my wife, but now it's just my boat. Hmm. And that's I, the, I still a family boat, but not really. And that's the 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 gray one, the top. The gray one, the top one, the top one that started it all. The one that started it all. Now, did you fish before that? Yeah. So I, I so so let me back up. So when we were when we okay, I grew up in Florida, and so I grew up. Uh, you know, brackish water fishing, saltwater, inshore surf, uh, fishing for reds and snook and stuff, and flats fishing. Didn't really do deep sea or offshore too much, um, but you know that's that's what I did. And then in my early twenties, I moved to Georgia, and I had met my wife at UGA, and she had taken a job in Alabama, and I kind of ended up like following her over there. And uh, one thing led to another, and and I was just bored as hell in Jacksonville, Alabama. And I just went up to Walmart and got like a Zebco and started going to the Coosa River. And uh, that's that's kind of where I got into bass fishing. I mean, we, we fished for bass some growing up, but it was mainly we'd just go to the beach and stuff. So got into that. And then when we had gotten engaged, I kept uh, razzing my dad. I was just like, hey, man, you going to get us a bass boat for our wedding gift? That would be awesome. Because my dad had retired from the military, and he, like, yeah. bought some ranch in Oklahoma and stuff. You know what I mean? I'm like, hey, man, get us a bass boat. Let's do this. And uh, lo and behold, uh, they show up the day before the wedding with this daggum 14-foot John boat with a uh, Honda 8-horsepower on it. And uh, I was excited. It was pretty cool. And uh, we got married, and we, you know, the next week, I think we had it at the Coosa River and uh, just putting around and but back looking back it's it's just funny that 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 was a wedding gift so all right yeah. so so you got it as a wedding gift but where did that transition take you to where you were i just have this boat to yeah. where i'm going to start modding it out and then you went full blown youtube retard on it yeah so okay so we 
my wife took a job at Georgia and we moved back to, to Georgia from Alabama in 2014. We got married in 2012. So I had the boat a couple years and I didn't really mess with it. We took it out and it kind of sat and we, we moved out to Georgia and that was around the time that I had started looking at stuff that I could possibly do. I think I'd seen Mike's channel. And then the first dude was Ryan. I got on Instagram and I was like, Whoa, this dude's crazy. He's got like, it looked like he was a plumber because he had all this <laughs> stuff going on with the live well and like this insulation. I was just like dumbfounded because I'm looking at this freaking machine and it's like in this storage unit. And I'm like, this guy's got like this storage unit. He's building oh, this insane yeah. boat out of. And I started watching. That's really what got me. It wasn't even YouTube. I didn't even get on YouTube. I didn't mess with it. It was, it was totally Instagram. I saw his thing on it, you know, because everybody, somebody was showing me how to use hashtags. And I was like, what? What would you do? And they're like, you do this. And I was like, so I do like John Boat to Bass Boat or something. His stuff was popping. I was like, whoa, this is. And, of course, I saw it, and it just it really confused me. So I looked at it and I was impressed, but I, I said, that's cool, but I'm not, I'm not doing that. We're not going to do that. Like there's no, I just need like a deck, maybe a little bit of carpet. This, that guy's crazy. He's got a problem. <laughs> and, um, but now that we know what we know and, and what, what happened is, uh, is, is pretty funny. But uh, yeah, I, just, I got on there and I'd seen some stuff and just kind of got into it. And, you know, one thing led to another. And here we are. Okay. We are here. Awkward silence. Awkward silence. Hold on. I think we got crickets for that. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I could keep it going. Um, started working on the boat and started doing some framing to it. And I knew that I didn't want to mess with ba – back then, really, I didn't see a whole lot of aluminum stuff going down from, like, a DIY standpoint. Mm -hmm. So, I, I did the two-by-two – wood construction i back in the day when i was in college i worked for my uncle and i did like construction work so i had like some tools and a little bit of knowledge and um for the longest time in my 20s I, you know i had a really nice um car that i modified and i at one point i had a crotch rocket and so i've always kind of been into that that style of like stuff yeah, that's stuff. stuff that's like modified i don't i don't really like stuff that's stock i you know i see something i'm like man that's cool but man, that's cooler. And so that was the thing with the boat. I, and I saw what Ryan was doing, but I didn't, I, I wasn't going to go down that road. But after I started doing stuff, it was almost like a alcoholic or a drug, drug addict. Like I just started justifying everything. I'm like, well, if I'm going to do this, then I might as well cut this out. And if I'm going to do that, then I might as well do that. You know, I just want to, we might as well just do it. And I went back and forth. There's times where I kept changing stuff on the fly, but that boat ended up being really cool. And, um, I was posting stuff on Instagram and it wasn't like I was, you know, nowadays people get on Instagram or YouTube and they're like, I'm going to come up with a handle and I'm going to like jumpstart this thing and start this following and this movement. I was literally just a dub Jones, mm -hmm. which I still am on Instagram. So if you're not following, you know, shameless plug there, but it, it was, it was literally me just like posting photos of that, you know, like, Oh, I'm doing this and I'm doing, you know, just a guy just kind of sharing the boat stuff. And then, of course, the TV Nation group. And, man, back then, I think I was, like, in the first under 50K, you know? When I got on there, man, it might have been, like, 25 or 30K. You're talking about the Facebook group? Yeah, the Facebook group, Tiny Boat Nation. The whole and, book I face. mean, that thing exploded. 
it's just it's just crazy how far like everybody like literally just doing this and sitting here and and just seeing the day-to-day ops it's crazy to see how far like everybody that that i can't kind of came up through this counterculture with to like where we're at i mean for everybody now when did you make the the actual transition from just posting pictures of your build on facebook and instagram to deciding to go with youtube so I was doing some stuff on the page on, you know, on Instagram. And honestly, I, I, I didn't, there wasn't a lot of growth there. You know, I get some followers and stuff, but I also wasn't doing it to get followers. It's more along the lines of like sharing my project, kind of sharing my journey. I was proud of what I was doing. I thought it was going to be cool. But when I put it on Tiny Boat Nation, I was getting, you know, a lot of reactions and, and, and stuff. And people were, man, you should, I had more than, you know, a few people, hey, you got a YouTube video. Hey, yeah. Yeah. and that's kind of, again, a guy that never even, I never really even got on YouTube. That's when I saw Ryan's stuff, I watched him before, I'm sorry, Mike, but I watched Ryan before I even really knew who Mike Lopez was. Mike and, is listening. I'm yeah, sure. I know. He's I still, probably extremely offended <laughs> right now. <laughs> and, and uh, but but that's kind of how I, I got into it. And I didn't even know what I was doing. I was just like, oh, shoot, I'll do a video or something. And. I was already halfway done with my boat. I think the first video I did was on my live well and I filmed it on my galaxy, like S seven or S six. I got like a free app in shot. Oh yeah. And I, I and, and I watched like the, I watched the commercials so I could remove the, you know, the play it like prompt you like a 30 second commercial. Yeah. So you could remove the, the uh, watermark, the watermark. <laughs> yeah. And and I edited it. Did on you my, ever have that app? No. The I still have it. I, I I went crazy and I went all in on a um, fifteen inch MacBook for the iMovie. <laughs> That's what I did. Well, you went a whole other whole other realm. I did, but at that did. point, I was already. I mean, I think at the beginning, I was just using. I I don't. What was the Microsoft one? It had to have been a Microsoft. Microsoft. App? They had like a free video editing software. Uh, I don't know. Was it, it was Windows, not Windows good. Movie Maker? <laughs> it might have been, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was not good. Ron was legit because I was watching his stuff and I would see his camera and stuff and I'm just like, well, my videos are just going to have to suck because I'm not, I'm not buying all that. You know? <laughs> and, and, and again, I was, I, from a production standpoint of what he was doing and then what he was building, I didn't feel like I was even in the same category. Yeah. I was, it just kind of escalated. And if anything, I don't think from a fabrication sense, there's some certain stuff on the Top Gun John boat that's like cool, but I don't think it was anything more than what Ryan did with his boat because when that reveal video came out, man, that thing was clean. Mm-hmm. And the video was really well done. So I actually looked at him like that's a YouTuber and that's a that's a bad A boat. And then I'm what I was doing was just like I'm just sharing what I'm doing and I suck at making I'm just gonna put it, you know, put it out there. If there's like a couple people that wanna see, yeah, and maybe it'll help somebody. And then it would be cool to kind of reflect, you know, upon one day, go back and watch my, you know, my process. I didn't realize it was going to get, you know, views. Like it is now. Yeah. And I mean, (laughs) you know, but that's the funny thing, you know, and I think you guys could probably agree, no matter where you're at in life, you're always, or at least maybe I just speak for myself. I have a goal and then I get there and it's, it's like, you know, that's, there's always that next thing. Yeah. And so... But I guess that's what that's what keeps you motivated. I guess I, I don't I don't know. But yeah, it's crazy. To, it's crazy to look back and and think of me, and and even like you guys and Nate and Mike. Yeah, dude. If you watch the original reveal video 
of the Top Gun, John, but the finished video. At the end, I'm like, y'all check out Mike. Like, he's about to hit, like, 50K on YouTube. Yeah. I mean, dude, he's, like, 150, about to hit 150K now. Now, for anybody that's listening that doesn't watch us on YouTube or know about your YouTube yeah. channel, the Top Gun John boat that he keeps referring to is that first John boat. Yeah, yeah, And that's yeah. what kind of got you in here. So yeah. if you go to watch this channel, it's yeah, so, brigade boat so now, but. In, a, in a nutshell it was it was the wedding gift that i decided i wanted to make nice and it just kind of escalated but still at the end of the day it, it was built out of two by two red cedar mm-hmm. rough cut lumber that i ripped down um freaking rust-oleum oil-based enamel luma hawk paint job on the outside i did these um you know i was inspired by the flying tigers of world war ii so i hand painted the shark's teeth on the outside and it, it kind of it just looks mean, and, and it's a Grumman 1436, but the, the hole is just – it's just a really unique hole. It just it just looks like a shrunken down, kind of mm-hmm. like that low 170. Yeah. Maybe not as curvy on the side, but it just it just does something when I look at it. It just looks cool. Yeah. Um, so but, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you there. Yep. Because I'm going to get his story, and then y'all two stories kind of converge if yeah, we keep yeah, going but, further in yep. history, and then I kind of weasel in there later on. So, all right. Wish.com, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Yes. Where did you get your your inspiration to start with with John Boats? Or will you take us back even further than that? What, what got you into wanting to do John Boats and fishing in the first place? Wish.com. Wish.com. Oh, that's what I kind of figured. <laughs> yeah, no. No, I used to work at Bass Pro in high school. And I had a good friend, Lance, that I worked with. And he would take me out in his dad's river hawk. And we'd go bass fishing. And then on Saturdays when we were out, you could always tell that the tournaments were going. You know, high voltage has been going for a long time. 20, 30 years maybe yeah. at this point. So uh, we would see those guys out on the water on the weekends. And that was when I first saw the electric outboards, the Elkos. That was the only thing anybody was running. Or the Briggs & Stratton electric outboard. And then... Um, we couldn't go fishing one day. I was like, hey, man, Lance, you want to go fishing? Let's go take your boat out, dude. Let's go, you know? And he's like, dude, we can't. And I was like, why? <laughs> he's like, my dad's rebuilding the boat. And I was like, what are you talking about? What, what, are you, what is there to rebuild? <laughs> like, it's a fiberglass little canoe thing, you know? And we go to his house, and his dad's got this thing stripped apart. And he's fiberglassing in the, the front deck, the rear deck, putting in carpet, hatches, all this oh, he's stuff. Going- Oh, and he wow. went crazy. I mean, it looks great. I, I actually need to do a video on that boat. But um, when I saw him doing that, that was when that opened my mind to all this other stuff. Okay. So when did you get your first boat? So then I went to, while I was in the Marine Corps, I had to take leave because I had so much built up, but I didn't really, I couldn't go anywhere because I had so many medical appointments. So we bought a 1436 from a civilian that was working on base for 400 bucks. I took it over to my buddy's. He was living in a trailer at the time. 400 bucks. God, those days are long gone. 400. Long gone. Have you seen the price of boats lately? It is nuts. Nuts. Anyways, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You're good. I, t- I took it over there. Worked on it for one day. I bought one sheet of three-quarter inch plywood. A drill, some screws, 
Is that that Ryobi back there that you refused to get rid of? No, it's actually the Cobalt. Oh, really? I bought those. You still have those? Yes. Wow. Okay. Built this thing in a day, put decks on it and carpet, and then me and my roommate at the time would just take it every weekend down an hour to Wilmington to the only freshwater lake around, and we would put in at sunup, and we would stay out there all night until sun, sun, sun went down. And... um we didn't we didn't have enough time in to to put a motor on it because in North Carolina you had to have a license and all that stuff and so we were just paddling around using little mushroom anchors to, <laughs> to get in the spots and dude we were wearing the fish out there were dudes in bass boats coming by that couldn't catch fish around us and we were, yeah we were killing it and uh, ended up selling or giving that boat to another kid on base came home. And then that's when I found my 14, or my, no, then I had a 1236 that I did. And that is actually the first boat that was on my channel. And it wasn't a build, it was just like a reveal video. Okay. And that was a 12-footer. But then when I got that thing in the water, it had no room. The front would sit down like this when you were, you know, standing on the bow. Yeah, yeah. The back would be out of the water. Uh, it was very tipsy. You know, couldn't have two people in there at all. So got rid of that one pretty quick and then bought the 1648. And that was when it got crazy. Then I had to get the storage unit. And I bought the next storage unit next to mine once it got open. <laughs> and I would stay up there all night long almost every day. All right. So same thing I kind of asked Anthony earlier. When did you go from just I'm just a guy working on my boat in my storage unit to I want to do this on YouTube? I don't I don't know. Well, I I was following at the time I guess it goes back to the Marine Corps where like I didn't I I, I couldn't do a whole lot of stuff. And so I would sit uh in the barracks and play video games. Mm -hmm. Call of Duty. And Call of Duty was big on YouTube at the time. And and that was when like optic gaming was coming up and you could really see where these guys were making a lot of money on YouTube mm -hmm. doing those videos. So that was like, I was just trying to do something different on YouTube, but under something that I enjoyed more than just sitting on a screen and playing video games. Gotcha. So that was kind of the inspiration of putting it all on YouTube was seeing what those guys were doing on video games and just trying to do it for fishing. Now, did you get into the aluminum game from like did you see that from someone else or did you just kind of come up with that on your own or i think honestly i started to do it in wood or i did my first one in wood and realized how heavy it was and i figured maybe i can kind of do this hybrid thing where i do the framing in aluminum because i didn't know where to get sheeting yeah and so i was like i'll do the frame in aluminum and uh then do the the deck in wood and I think I'm pretty sure that was something me and Mike talked about before I really went like full into aluminum because that aluminum got expensive uh, yeah. especially at eighth inch and it was heavy um so you, you were you started doing YouTube at the same time about about the same time Mike did and y'all became Mike started through YouTube yeah probably six or eight months before I did 
So did, what did you just see one of his videos and just be like? No, I didn't even. See, it was literally just from seeing people around here. Oh, okay. Like these guys that fish these trails, these electric trails, that have been doing it for twenty plus years. You know, they were doing what me and Mike were doing a long time ago. Yeah. They were using road signs. They were using anything they could get their hands on to make a deck in the front and get some storage into that boat. Um, so that's where the inspiration really came from. Okay. Yeah, and for, for everybody kind of following along, if you don't know or do know, so Ryan and Mike linked up sometime around the – and Mike's, Mike is Mike Lopez, yep. Tiny Boat Nation. The, the original Tiny Boat and Nation. And so, so Ryan and Mike had linked up around the early what, – what year would you say it would be? I guess like – It had to have been 2015. 2016 yeah so and this was like in the early days of the facebook page and didn't you help start the facebook page i was the technically the first member in the facebook page so the the facebook page now i don't know do you know the the stats on subscriber or it's like 200 200 200k so he was like you and mike were and ahead of the whole game and and the first one and and like you said guys have been doing this i mean it's nothing new there's stuff that people do all the time. It's just taking the time to film it and put it on YouTube. And there honestly, wasn't a lot on YouTube at that no, time. No, 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 no. There wasn't. That's why. And there was this nothing. is And so this is around the time, and I, I, and that's why I'm able to kind of piece it together and tell the story. When I when we came back to Georgia in 14, I think I started that boat in 16. Yeah. Yeah. And that's around the time that I found your content and then kind of found Mike. Yeah, because I got out of the Marine Corps in 2014. And then, I mean, it was right after that is when I, so I might've made my first video in 2014, 20, yeah. early 2015. Yeah. In there. And I don't think I made my first video until 2018. I worked, I had my boat like in the garage for a few years, piddling on it here and there. Okay. I so did. at what point did you two connect? Uh, so, some, was, somewhere who around. Who remembers y'all's first date? I don't. I don't I re- even remember our first conversation. <laughs> I, I I hit him up on Instagram because I was I was fanboying him, and I saw that he had Georgia. <laughs> I had I saw he had Georgia reg- registration on his boat, and I was like, dude, this guy's in Georgia, and I was working on my boat, and uh, I hit him up, and he was super cool, and uh, at some point we just we just linked up. I remember he came out. We were buying we were buying land to build a house. I remember you came out and. I don't know if you hunted or just scoped it out. I tried to hunt. We we had a, we, he put a trail. I remember you put a trail cam on. Yeah. Well, you actually changed your. We YouTube caught a guy name. on y'all's property. Yeah. So yeah, cam. and that's a whole funny story too. Apparently, there's a neighbor across the street that had like land rights to hunt on all this farm, but they broke it up into lots and sold it, and everybody's building houses. But he, he's just like, I'm still gonna go over there and hunt. <laughs> and so he put a trail cam out, and he's like. Hey, dude, there's a guy, like, over there with his son, like, right by my camera. In a tractor. Yeah, he rode over there in a tractor. Oh, God. But he's my name. He's cool. He's probably watching. Probably. <laughs> so. so, but you actually, so when you finished the, your boat the first time, you were getting out of the storage unit, and then you started doing some hunting stuff, or you were trying to do some hunting stuff on YouTube. Yeah, well, I moved into that apartment. Okay. So that was what... <laughs> <laughs> sunk it all. The apartments suck. I I hated that. That was the worst year 
of my life. And that was right at the pinnacle of all my stuff going big on YouTube. So when I stopped, you know, I didn't have anywhere to keep the boat. Didn't have anywhere to work on anything. Um, but YouTube stayed in touch, though. Kind of off and on. I mean, yeah. not it wasn't. Nah, yeah, it was. Uh, I remember hitting him up, and we talked a little bit. And I think it was around, like, COVID or, like, 2020 that, like, we fished. It was because I moved into the house 2019, and that was when I tore the boat apart and started working on it again. And then that didn't get far. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. still sitting out back. It's still sitting out back. We're going to finish it one day, empty. I promise. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is about the point of the story where I come strolling in. Yes. All yes. right, so well, we'll get to that in a second. So my backstory, uh, we grew up around boats. My dad had more boats than I remember. I know the, the last one I remember was when I was in my teens. He had a, a really, really nice Ranger that was my granddad's, and my dad took took it over. We had that for years, and then when I turned 17, I bought my first John boat. It was 1436, kind of like yours. Oh, I can't even remember what brand it was. So the first thing I did with it, went to Bass Pro Shop, seats, made a plywood deck, the whole nine yards, because I had seen these two idiots. No, no, this was before then. I had seen it on, on uh, the Internet somewhere where people were doing the plywood decks. So fast forward a few years, I had a few John boats in between. I got into the mud motor thing because it was really cheap, and it was an easy way to get out on the water. Yeah. And then it was probably 2015, 2016. I was watching you and Mike back and forth, because I was, I was still working my government job back then. I worked night shift, and I used to hide behind buildings and watch YouTube at night. That's not weird. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> but it was quiet, and I didn't have to worry about hobos like sneaking up on me. <laughs> but I was actually watching you and Mike's video, and I decided to buy the boat that I have now, my 1648. Uh, then I got busy with my hydrodipping business. I let it sit for like three years. And uh, I decided to start doing promotional videos for one of the paint companies that I worked with. And they were like, we're thinking about getting into the boat paint. Would you do a boat paint video for us? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I've got a boat sitting in my front yard. and hadn't, hadn't done nothing with it in years. I need to strip it down and paint it. So I started doing that, and you popped up on my YouTube like homepage. And I had watched everything you did with the Top Gun John boat, and then I happened to see that you were in Georgia. So I was like, well, hell, let me email this guy and just, hey, look, I run a hydrodipping business. Let me, let me do something for free for you to kind of advertise for my channel, because I was doing YouTube for hydrodipping. And you actually like emailed me right back, and then we had a phone conversation, and... Kind of took off from there. That's all she wrote. Yep. And then you introduced me to him, which I was a huge fanboy because I haven't watching him and Mike since, you know, yep. they started doing that. I didn't think I'd watched every single video that you made in that storage unit. That's sad. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I have watched most all of Mike's videos, too. Yeah. So. What, what's funny, because I was, I was like, get, trying to slide into his DMs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and he's like, who's this weird guy with this freaking shark boat? And then, um, and then you're like emailing me trying to yep. slide in that way. And I, but dude, you know, even back, well, now if you email me, I'm sorry if I don't reply. <laughs> <laughs> that was back when you were still, I know. And on Instagram, like, I'm so, I promise if, if you send me something, when I hire somebody, <laughs> you'll get yeah. a response. Um, I try, I really try, but with your email, it was just like the title was like your biggest 
cousin fan in Georgia or something. <laughs> it was something ridiculous. Yeah, like I as soon as I saw it, it, I was like, what is this? And so obviously I had to open it. Yeah. And then you, you had, you know, typed, I was like, well, he's got good grammar. He can spell like, he's kind of funny. Like seem like a good dude. I'll call him, see what he needs, you know? And then here we are. Yeah. So, and I had no intention of getting into the John boat game at all. Like I literally no. was just like, Hey, let's do something together so that you can promote my hydro dipping business and I'll promote your, your John boat channel. And then I got screwed. Yeah. And, and then, and then, well, further down the line, I remember you had painted, was, it might have been the gray boat I did for the guy in Tennessee. And we're jumping way ahead of the story. Yeah. <laughs> but I did a customer project, and then Ryan was like, hey, man, who's that guy that's painted your boats? You mind introducing him to me? <laughs> and then and then y'all linked up. Yep. Yep. And now y'all are like business partners or something yeah. over here. Yeah, doing something. Get to work yeah. together every day. It's because he tells me he loves me every time he hangs up the phone. I do. <laughs> I actually say that to everybody, but he really does. And then when I found <laughs> I out, I thought he did, I was the only one. I know. Uh, I was like, "Hey, man, what's no. up with that?" Like, I just heard you talking to Nate, and you're like, "Love you, bye." Yeah, I'm a little offended. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm not so weird. So, stuff where do you want to pick up the backtrack? Because I, I jumped ahead a little bit. Well, I mean, it's it's not too much of a backtrack. I mean, the three of us. That's how we got. That's how we met. Yeah, that's how the three of us of met. Origin story. I painted a few boats for you while I was yeah. still doing a hydro dipping thing. Um, and then I worked you with painted you a little one bit. For I painted me. one for you. Yeah. And I don't know which one of you two idiots decided to tell me to start a John Boat channel. One of y'all did. No, I think you did. I that think on you your did. Own. I think did you I did. Really? That. I think you did. That. I still don't know you, you how said, that started. I'm going to make a YouTube channel and I'm going to do John Boats and Mud Motors and I'm going to destroy all of you. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that, that was like it. something I was saying. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> I honestly don't remember how it yeah. started. It must have been like a crazy wild idea I had one day. But we, we started talking. And uh, you and I, we started talking, and I, w- I don't even remember if I had my second boat. So back then, you know, the YouTube was getting, like, views, and I mm-hmm. just thought it was the coolest thing. So we're probably talking 2018, 2019. Yeah. That's where I'm at in my storyline. So they're getting views. And I remember I worked at the University of Georgia in athletics on athletic turf. So, like, we mow grass and paint fields and do, you know, it's a cool mm-hmm. atmosphere. But I remember, I, I just remember being at, like, some buffet, and I was with my boss, and I was like, Look at my numbers. I could pay my cell phone bill. That's pretty cool, you know. Yep. On you, I thought it was cool. You know, I thought it was cool. Like I got like I got seventy bucks. I, I got <laughs> I got. I remember I remember like my first check from YouTube was um I don't know it was like twenty six bucks or yeah. something, and <laughs> and you know you got to get that the you got to get back then it was I think a thousand subscribers and four thousand watch hours. It's still like a, that. And then um. I just remember when I, when I got it, I, I thought I'd won the lottery because I remember calling my wife and I'm like, you need to set up the direct payment with the, they need the router number. They need, you know, I thought it was just like, dude, I, I thought it was about to rain money. You know what I mean? And then I got the first check. It was like $26. Yeah. And then that was my reality. Like, this, this is how they pay. Um, you're not what you think this is going to be. And so it was funny. So at some point I was making cell phone bill paying money. And I thought that was cool. Yeah. yeah. You know, low expectations, high gratitude. Like, that's cool. But, uh, you know, I'm not bathing in money or anything, but, like, we all do, like, we work in this now. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I worked at UGA for eight years, and I, I think it was 2021. Yeah, it was 2021. 2020, you know, COVID kind of skewed some numbers for me on YouTube. And I was like, wow, you know, we keep yeah. doing this. 
Uh, little that I know, everybody's stuck at home with nothing to do. So, yeah. COVID um, was like the greatest and worst thing that ever happened yeah. to the boating industry all at the same time. Yep. So, so I was doing the math in my head. And I'm like, I make this at doing what I'm doing, and I'm making this on YouTube. Well, if I combine that with a couple other things, I, I could just do this mm. and never have to leave my house again. And so, just kind of lined up some projects of some guys. For the longest time, guys would reach out. They'd see, you know, my boat, and they'd be like, "Hey, man, would you do? Would you do one?" And I, I'd always say no because I had a full time job, and um, I didn't want to take a project that would sit in my yard for nine months. It wouldn't do them any justice. I would be stressed out. So, just took that leap and uh, still doing boats. And social media keeps growing, and just able to make ends meet. Take yeah. opportunity when it's, when one's presented. But it's all it's all good, man. And then y'all have grown too. So yeah, because this Yahoo got me out of doing hydro dipping and was like, let's go into the boat business together. Pretty sure you came on to me first. Oh, I one hundred percent do not do not remember it that way. So so back in what was it? I guess it was twenty twenty. Ryan started doing boats again on YouTube and doing yeah. some customer stuff, and then that's when y'all linked up, and then from there. You guys can tell that story since I'm interviewing well, you, you guys. Were, you were over at, at my house. I was painting a boat for you, and we talked about it. And you were like, man, I want to do this full time, blah, 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 blah. I was like, yeah, I like what I'm doing now. But I'm always looking for another opportunity. So I was like, eh, we can try this out, see how it goes. And here we are. Yeah. Now we have another YouTube channel. Plus, we're helping out Mike now. And then we have the store. We've been building boats, but that's coming to a coming to a little bit of a halt. It's just gotten to be a lot. You're still building boats. I'm still building boats. But building boats is not as easy as the guys on YouTube make it look. No, a lot of hours. A lot of hours. A lot yeah. of hours. And they just seem to get bigger and bigger every time. Yeah, because, I mean. The project, not the boat. So, yeah, yeah, the just, I don't know, rednecks with paychecks. <laughs> Pimping it's, on pennies, baby. It's like you build one, and it's like this is the, the, the best, the, the greatest, and then the next guy's like, hold my beer, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, I want nine Apex 14s. I want 13 lithium batteries. I'm going to be the first to have a Garmin trolling motor, but I also want the new power pole trolling motor on this side. Like, yeah. I don't know, just something stupid. These guys are, it's crazy, man, what some people are doing. Yeah, it's not it's me though. I still got I still got plywood, Home Depot, <laughs> outdoor carpet. Hell, I don't but even have a trolling motor on my it's boat. Funny to think about though is your boat that started your YouTube channel. You still have it. Yours, you still have it in pieces, but you have it, and I still have mine. We're still rocking the same old boats. Hey, the money don't change us. Money does not. Change. What money? What Wait, money? Where's what the money? money? There's money. <laughs> When the fuck do we get money? <laughs> you got to hit the button for that. Where's, which one? I don't know, dude. Oh, we got so many. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I hope everybody could hear that. It's yeah. just this wild trombone thing. We yeah. still haven't figured this whole DJ thing out yet. We're, we're getting there. Yeah. As I the like podcast progresses. Yeah, man. We'll, we'll get a little bit better. You're We're like all still a, new to this. You're like a bearded white Kanye over here with this thing, dude. I don't know about that. That dude's kind of crazy. I don't know, man. 
I don't know. They got issues. I don't know. That's what the that's what the legacy media wants you to perceive. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. There's always there's always yeah, another side. There is always another side. All right. So, shifting gears a little bit. Both of you, I want to hear what your opinion is now for being in the boat business as long as you have, both of you. And you see a lot of new people on the Facebook group and, you know, people just getting into this for the first time. What's your advice to them, knowing what you know now, having been down the road that most of them are thinking about going? Like on a DIY aspect? Yes. I'd, I'd honestly say just watch all of our videos. Like, we we tested and tried a lot of things. We did a lot of trial and error back in the day. Mm-hmm. And things that we thought yeah. would work that don't work and don't work for reasons that we didn't even know were possible. Yeah. One of those things is that Chillbox mod. That one always sticks out to me so much because if you could get a Chillbox mod to work perfectly, it would be amazing. But you can never get it to work perfectly. So it always is just a pain in the ass. Yeah. I don't even use mine. It's just my cooler. Right. Like, I mean, I guess it works, sort of. Have you the issue. It? Well, I mean, here's the thing. I'm not a scientist. I don't know if it's legit, like, changing. I mean, I'm assuming that five foot of line running through my ice cooler is going to cool the water. Somewhat. Well, but, but I mean. But we always had a problem of airlock. Yeah, I got you. And so it would never, like, pump consistently yeah. into the live well and do that recirculation. And then there's also that question, is, is it even sitting in there long enough to make a difference? You know what I mean? Or, yeah. or is, I don't know. But So stay away from the chill boxes. But if you, <laughs> but like, that's just been one of those, that's been the thing that has been, um, how would you say it? Kind of like, always in the back of my mind, I guess. Something that you remember. That, it's like, man, I, I just wish I could figure that out. Yeah. Well, what he's saying is kind of what, what I would say, but in a broader way is just keep it simple. I would yeah. just say keep it simple. And I know that's – that's. it's like I'm a hypocrite because when you look at the stuff I'm building now, they're by no means simple. But based on guys that are getting into this and they want an aluminum boat and they want to, like, deck it out, but they don't want to spend a lot of money and they probably want the process to go smooth, well, that's what you're going to get. Yes. If you want to spend a lot of money and you want a long, drawn-out process with a higher skill level required for assembly, then then by all means, build what you see that I'm building for, you know, customers. Yeah. But, you know, if you're just trying to get on the water and not break the bank, just keep it simple, man. You don't need... You don't need 13 hats. And you've said the joke. Like, I got a day box. I got an afternoon Dude, box. I got a lunch box. You got 19 hatches and a 1436. Like, you know, you just don't. And I guarantee you, you, you will not open all of those hatches when you go fishing. No. Like, you, I remember when I tore my boat apart, I found stuff in hatches that I didn't even know I had put in there. Yeah. 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 And, and building some of these bigger boats with bigger hatches, I'm like, dude, this is the ticket. Yeah. Like, you just need one really big one. You don't need, like, six small ones. Right. I've Who noticed cares? that with not just our boat builds, but a lot of other people are starting to get away from that, a lot of little hatches, and yeah. go to bigger sizes that cover more area. Yeah, yeah. But my mindset behind it always has always been, I want to be able to put as much stuff in one hatch yeah. as humanly possible. So, like, when I built my boat, I was like, just give me the two biggest hatches you can find. That way I can get everything on the right side of the boat and everything on the left side of the boat. No walls in between. 
I can shove a whole kayak paddle inside yeah. my boat. Yeah. You know, just. Well, when I did that boat, I did the El Diablo build, which is that that red low. I mean, dude, the back hatch was the the whole back deck was a hatch. One hatch, yeah. And that's like the ticket, dude. When when he brought that boat by, he was like, what are you going to do that's different? And I said, man, well, you're going to have an electric outboard. We need some big batteries back here. We're taking all that out. There's a live oil back there. I was like, we'll put the live oil on the front deck, and this thing's going to be like a car hood. I'm going to put on struts. The whole back deck's going to pop. And that was like, man. And you had a ton of room. And it was unique because it's not your standard bass boat, so you can do that because you knew batteries were going to go back there. Mm -hmm. So Now, one thing, especially answering the phones here and the emails, I see this a lot, and you two being bass guys can answer this better than I do. Knowing what you know now, how important is it on that very first build to put a rod locker in? I say... You can put a rod locker in. I would just stay away from the rod tubes. I would I would concur with that. I, I don't know. I never put a rod locker in my first build. Yeah. And, and I also feel like it depends on the size of the boat and what, you know. Yes. Boats, and especially tiny boats, are it's a, it's a harmonious balance of what you can fit into the size of the boat. Yeah. And so instantaneously when you're like, I got a 14, and I want to do a rod locker, I want to do a cooler, I want to do a live well, I need a day box, I need a lunch box, I need a recess truck, you know, it's like, yeah. bro, you don't have enough room for all that, man. And, and that's the fine line is you've always got to make like sacrifices somewhere and pick the lesser of the two evils or what's like, what you really, really want to have. Well, like little things, like if you want a recess foot tray, first of all, most people don't understand how big that recess foot tray is. Exactly. Yeah. Then it, with that recess foot tray, they always want a seat. Yeah. Well, they don't understand that that seat has to be X amount of inches behind that recess foot tray. Yeah. Yep. And that, that's all your space. That's yeah. your front deck. Speaking like, of that, that's another thing that, that even Nate has talked about, me and you have talked about a lot. You know, when we first started building boats, it was just kind of a customary thing recess foot tray goes as far forward as you can possibly get it right especially in these smaller boat builds we're finding ourselves moving them further and further and further back because you get a guy like me that's you know 240 250 pounds and they stand on the front of a 1436 with a whole back end of the boats out of the water you know now like we've got that that uh six almost 16 footer back there but hell we moved it back a foot four and a half feet I think we did like 43 inches on that yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, we, we moved it way, way back. And we just made a to big the... bow plate to compensate for that extra space that was going to yeah. be up there and, so and not used. So. That's, especially if you're new, that's one thing that I, I think is important to take away from watching some of our older builds, or y'all's older builds, I don't build bass boats, but don't slam that trolling motor tray as far forward as you can go. Same no. thing with your pedestal seat. If you're, gonna, if you're a pedestal guy that wants to kind of that, that lean and post style, Move it back, because you it's get gonna be more comfortable. smaller boats. First yeah. thing it does, hold back in. Which, once you do that, the reason you don't want the back end out is because then you have no way to to steer that back end. Like usually, you want your motor, your down outboard motor, down the water to keep almost like a. Um, oh it tracks it, like a rudder it, on a exactly pad. like a rudder. Like it tracks the rest of the boat. When you have that back end out, you don't have a whole lot of control with your trolling motor up there. Yeah. So I kind of brought up the, the rod locker thing because from our standpoint, you, you know how much work goes into building a rod locker plus yeah. the extra expense. That's a huge lid. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, and and they're the most expensive, one of the more expensive lids that we sell on the website and to people that, you know, are trying to build their own boats. Uh, but on the plywood side of it, or if you do the wood side of it, it's not that bad, but it's a special consideration because you got a long, skinny lid, and that's one of the first things that's going to warp. Well, if you got a 14-foot boat, I mean, dude, some of these guys are, like, I've got like a 7-Eleven now for swim baits, you know? I mean, you're almost an 8-foot rod. Yeah, so, so, so you're already taking up so much space and if that's what you want to do but here's my deal man i throw all my rods in my truck and rod sleeves mm-hmm. either in the front seat or and i got a camper shell now in the back and they ride and guess what when i get to the when i get to the lake i take them all out i take all my rod sleeves off and i put them on the daggum deck and i strap yeah. them down and then i put the boat in the water, and then you know i don't need a rod locker yeah you know, I'm not over here on the Elite Series. You know what I'm saying? I don't need 30 Even rods then, and a John man, boat. Man, you go to the, some of their electric tournaments and stuff like that, every single boat out there has all their rods on the deck. They're like, on the what deck. what do y'all have a rod locker for in the first place? And I kind of find out later on it's more for traveling. Yes. It's those guys that just want to store their rods in their boat and never take them out. They yeah. don't want the other guys to see what they have tied yeah. on. And, that hey, and that's perfectly fine. That, that, that's you. But all I'm saying is most of the guys that I talk to, they're not building like a 16 to 18 foot tournament boat. What, right. Yeah. Like in a 1436. Like a, 14, yeah. a rod locker is probably not necessary. No, you could use that not. space for a lot of other things. Yeah, yeah. Like, and a rod locker. Yeah. Yeah. Now. That's the other thing to think about, though, is if your rods are on the deck, they're obviously going to most of the time be towards the side, out by the gunnels, right? Yeah. So you don't want to have hatches over there. Yeah. So when your rods are laying there, so just keep your hatches. You're not going to be able to get in there. Keep your hatches off the gunnel. I don't know. Or do one big hatch in the middle to where you can reach everything up underneath it, even with rods up on top. Yeah. You know, and we've done that a lot. We've got a couple of spare rods back there in the back of the shop that we will throw up on decks and, you know, use it to kind of measure stuff around. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So those are helpful. So another one that I hear and see a lot is you get into the John Boat game for the first time, people run out by the first thing they find that's cheap. Don't even think about the size. All right, so I, I have a, a very strong opinion on this. I want to hear what you guys say. Smallest John Boat that you would buy for the first time. What size? I mean, for for me, it's... And that was awkward. So for me, you know, I have a 12. It's, it's not finished, but I have a 1232. I have a 1436. One day I'm going to get a 16. Um, every size is for something different. I That's mean, what I'll say. It depends for, on what you're using it yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, bass, so, let's start with bass fishing. All right. If you're going to bass fish, front deck, back deck, what kind of boat? What's the smallest boat you would say? Well, again, I'm going to ask, like, are you trying to get in the – tournament fishing are you going to be on big lakes or are you going to be on calmer like electric only lakes with no wakes yeah. i just that's what i'm saying like you've got to you've yeah. got to you've got to look at you got to look at what am i going to be doing with this boat and then that's what you need to buy yeah so and i think ron would agree like if you if you if all right so if a guy said hey man aunt i want you to build me a boat i'm going to be fishing electric only tournaments i'm going to get on this trail then I'm going to say, hey, man, let's look at getting you like a 16, a Bass Tracker 16, 17, a TX 17. We'll gut it, keep it lightweight, give you some big hatches. You know, what's important to you? And then we just go from there. Now, if you're like, hey, man, I just want to keep it as cheap as possible. Or I just want to get out on the water, but I'm taking it to these like small farm ponds. Then, hey, let's get you like a 12, you know, or something like my, my 12 is called a Portageon, which you came yeah, up with a name. I did. 
the port. I, I was like, dude, I'm not doing that. And it's just, it <laughs> it's is. A catchy name. It's a portable 12 foot John boat and it slides in the bed of my truck and it's got those little transom wheels that flip down. It's not done. It's like nine years in the making, but one day. It has a sweet paint. If I could ever get it. people to quit paying me money to build them boats and I could do the Mike <laughs> Lopez thing and just make content for a living, then I'll finish the 1232. Maybe one day. But it's it's got its own purpose. Um, so I just, I just feel like, you know, where are you going with it and what are you trying to do with it and, and what are your needs? And then once you got that list, then you could look at what you need to look for and don't just buy the first thing you see. Okay. Gingy? I'd say for me and, the, and what I use for it, like we fish out of that 1436 a lot now, that we can worry about. And it's good and I really like it and I enjoy it. But I do wish there was some more space sometimes. Like, we put a cooler in there for a live well. We put, um, you know, the live scope on it now and all that. And space shrinks real quick with two dudes and a bunch of gear for a tournament. So I'd say the smallest, the absolute smallest I think I would do would be a 1448. Yeah. That's the, I think that that 1448 is almost like a sweet gem. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's, it's. You know, the length is, is still kind of shorter, but it's long enough to have a bunch of rods everywhere. And then that width gives you the stability in the water. Just yeah. a little bit more space, too. For a little more space. And the bottom for hatches. Yeah. Um, I agree 100%. I think the other equation is how much money you're willing to spend because that's that's the thing. A lot of guys get into small boats like 12s or 14s because they just see them on Facebook Marketplace and they're like, oh, dude, I get this piece of crap right. for 600 bucks. You're not getting a 16-footer <laughs> for – you know what I mean? Unless it's not been, unless it's been to Hades and back. And if you do, it's going to take a lot more to get it. Dude, on because the water. Yeah. I was seriously looking, and we've talked. I was seriously looking around the COVID time at getting doing a sixteen and getting a sixteen, going ahead and getting it, and prices just went like dude, they went stupid, stupid, like three grand for I know what I got. <laughs> I know it's gutted and it's got the tree fell on it in the no yard. Leaks. Don't mind but that it's, cracks. It's a TX seventeen and Flex seal commercial I already boat. started building it and it looks like, you know what I mean? Like Ray Charles welded some yeah. stuff inside of it. And, and he's like, you know, four grand, no low balls. Yeah. You know, for real. I mean, yeah. so I'm now to the point to where I'm so busy I can't even if I had a boat and got a good deal on it I wouldn't ever have the time to work on it. Yeah. So I might just ride this storm out until I have more time or have more money and just go get me a grizzly. Yeah. You know. So it's like what what how yeah. much money you got to throw around? Because nah. I always say like bigger I wouldn't say bigger is better but man if I could just be in like a sixteen. I don't, it's not so or, much that bigger is better. I just think wider is better. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Like for me I don't care what size boat you get as long as it is at least forty eight inches wide. Yeah. Now, there's one caveat I'll throw in there for the guys that like the long-tail mud motors because they're not going anywhere because they're cheap. That's the cheapest way to get a gasoline motor on a boat and get out on the water. If you were going to run the cheapest $99 Harbor Freight Predator 212, $1436 is is your game. But you just got to understand that you're going to be limited on one space and two stability. I would not want to stand up and bass fish all day like y'all do on that fourteen thirty six. I don't even like running. But you're you're also heavier well, than us. Yeah, you're I fluffy. Mean, like, you can say it. You're not. Nah, well, but that's fit. that is a factor. I'm like, figured. if you're a two hundred pound dude, you know you're probably not going to be in a fourteen thirty six. Well, I mean, I could if it was. <laughs> 
Dude, you're th- hey, you man, could do it. Like you're thick. You, thick with two C's. You and I have been in that boat together multiple times. Yeah, but times. sitting down, I, it's fine. But if I was gonna, like, the only time I'm scared of, of falling boat, out of that boat is when you're in it with me. Standing up. <laughs> when me and Patrick are in it, it's fine. But y'all are both smaller, right? And y'all, I guess it's, if y'all know each other well and you know your fishing habits, and yeah. you know how people are. So, but like, so if I was in there with you, dude, I'm and I'm not very nimble. Like I, Dude, I, I can't. Well, that, he sneezes and I almost fly out the boat. <laughs> but but this is this is great to to talk about because that this is this is a good segue. This is why I like hate the internet because you've got guys out there that t- you're doing it wrong. You need it. You know what I mean? There's so many things that need to be considered. Yes. And just because it doesn't work for you doesn't necessarily mean it don't work for another guy. Because I've seen, dude, I've seen Ryan in my 1436. What lake were we out on? Um, your lake. What is the lake right up the road that we fished that tournament? Well, all them bass boats were flying by, dude. And I was like, sit. I'm like, screw this, oh, dude. We went to Jackson. Was it Jackson? Oh, yeah, Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. Dude, and Ryan was like, lake, Ryan was up on the bow of that thing, dude, pitching his little freaking <laughs> finesse rod. Dude, we were like, I felt like we were in the ocean. Like the swells. I was yeah. like, man, I'll just. Well, I'll, he's, but, but you see, got good stability. So, though. but that, that's what I'm saying. It's a loaded question. When guys hit me on YouTube or in comments and they're like, oh, how's the stability? I'm like, well, it's a loaded question because you got a ninja and then you got like <laughs> thick with two C's. Yeah. And with, stability with no is going to be, you know. I have the balance of a newborn baby giraffe trying to ice skate. So, when you're buying a boat, you need to take that consideration. Yeah. So, so if you're like a, like a ninja or are you, you know, like a little dancing sprite or are you like a, like a guy that likes to, like when he goes to Wendy's, he's getting that triple, the Baconator. I, I do like the triple Extra Baconator. fries, <laughs> chili fries. I need the triple patties. <laughs> I think you're right. There is a lot to consider. Um, it, the other thing that, and y'all don't think about this as, as much, because um, y'all are both into the electric scene, but what you're going to be running on it as far as motor is also going to play a big factor. Like, if you're going to run, you know, just say like the Spirit 1.0 Plus from E-Propulsion, it's a three-horsepower equivalent. Cardboard transom. It, yeah. Just you can put it on anything, <laughs> and it's going to go somewhere between five and three miles an get, hour. Get you a 55-gallon drum, cut it in half, <laughs> stick it on the back. Put the Spirit yeah. on the back of that And thing. it'll get you there. It'll yep. get you there. Now, if you're planning on to stepping Cuba, up. If you to... want to go that way, which some people are here doing. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff in that Facebook group. I've seen some wild. No, 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 no. I'm just, I, I was making a political joke. For, for years, <laughs> Cubans were trying to get here and like yeah. styrofoam coolers with weed eaters on the yeah. back. Well, yeah. now I heard Americans are actually trying to. It's a Cuba, <laughs> yeah. But you you step up to a bigger motor, even one of these bigger Elkos, the, the big e-propulsion motor. You are not sticking that and batteries to run that thing on something tiny. More motor, more battery, more space in the boat. Yeah, it needs to be able to float more weight, one. Mm-hmm. And two, you're going to have to have this, the just the sheer amount of space it takes to take up the, that many batteries or that yeah, big of a battery. Believe it or not, getting a 200-pound battery in and out of a boat is a pain in the ass. <laughs> oh, you say. <laughs> have you ever done that, Anthony? I've seen it done. <laughs> you need a uh, small excavator or like a... Uh, like a crane. Yeah. We use um, forklift. Forklift. We use a forklift. Maybe I've like heard, an engine I've heard hoist. Of guys getting two, you know the uh refrigerator movers, they yeah. get the big straps. Oh yeah. They they put it the battery on the straps and they hoist it down in. God, Man, this is like a wormhole. We could do a whole episode <laughs> on because honestly, yeah. when you do like power to weight 
you know, yeah, yeah. power to weight in a boat. And then, and then, you know, a lot of guys that I've seen lately are some of these rednecks and paychecks in Georgia that are getting these big outboards. They're like more horsepower. Yeah. But you got to think you got, it's, it's a balance. And little, it's a balance because the more horsepower, the more juice. And, you know, to, to have that battery set up, it's a lot of weight. And so it's like fighting against you. And honestly, man, I think that these different manufacturers are skewering their horsepower. Oh, ratings. well, yeah, yeah. I don't think there's any, you know, they're, they're basing it on torque and not. Well, they're basing it off of what, like the first 90 seconds of runtime. Yeah, when the battery is so, fully. So, like, yeah, you're so talking just, about electric, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so, yeah, that's how they it's, do it. It's all, it is very skewed. Yeah, yeah. But so, it's also skewed in the fact that, you know, they're not doing true horsepower numbers. They're doing a horsepower equivalent. Equivalent, which is at the manufacturer's discretion. You yep. know what I mean? It's almost like fake news. It's like, well, ours is a 10. Yeah. Well, ours is a 10. Well, why is that other 10 outrun this 10? Or why like, is this 10 outrunning that 20? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. That's exactly. what I see a lot. And, and, and so it's just, it's just an interesting subject. And, and then, again, going back to cost. No, yeah. You know, if I could get if I could get like seven miles an hour on like a six horsepower outboard, which I do, I get like seven six on my fourteen with that six horsepower. Why would I need to upgrade to a nine point nine? You know, and spend like I don't know thousands more to get yeah. maybe a few more horse, you know, top speed. Is it that valuable? Which you to really, me? honestly, might not even get. You might when not you, when you go to that you, like yeah. six to nine. Six to nine. Yeah. Yeah. Say I got okay, and, and because of the added weight. And I've done it on video. So I have the E-Propulsion Spirit 1.0 Plus, which is a three horsepower. How E-Propulsion. Top horsepower speed in my 1436 was six miles an hour. Now, now guess what? We went from a three horsepower to now a six horsepower. So we doubled horsepower. So I've got the Navy, Navy six horsepower E-Propulsion, 48 volt battery, more weight, a little bit more weight, three more horsepower. Seven six top speed. Yep. So I went from a three horsepower to a six horsepower. Didn't double my top speed, mm-hmm. dude. No. I got minimal one point six more on camera. You find that in gas. And so, too, so, though. so when you take that those data points, and then you start looking at it from a financial standpoint, when you make that next jump from that six to the nine point nine, you got to have another battery pack. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. a substantial cost difference. And weight. And, weight. and, and so. You're gonna you're gonna get more power, but you're gonna lose it because now you're. It's almost like you're adding another small yeah. child in the boat. Yeah. I mean, those batteries. I think they're like ninety pounds now. I, at one, the earlier Navy ones were like sixty something. Oh, they're, they're I, I don't know what those E. What are they? The E one seventy five. Oh, those are like two hundred pounds. That's like two fifteen or something like that. Yeah. Two twenty one. Two twenty one. Two twenty one. And then the uh, the E eighty was. 90s. No, that was like one ten or something. Yeah, I'm so. just waiting for like Elon Musk to come up with like some some like diamond thing that you just like like a chip you put in the outboard and then it just runs for days but you then know? you take that same conversation and you turn it back around to gas motors same thing you know a lot of guys running these nine nines and they're stepping up to 15s and 20s thinking they're going to double their speed and a lot of time the the boat is what's holding them back you get these old ratty john boats got a lot of hooks in the bottom of them uh, a lot of them are not really designed for speed yeah, you know, you, you made Max. It was just really bad in the long tail world. You know, you look at the long tail mud motors. I got on my old fourteen thirty six. I could run sixteen miles an hour with a Predator two twelve, which is the smallest, cheapest motor the Harbor Freight sold. I stepped up to a thirteen horsepower, 
and it would probably go faster, but you couldn't control it. You couldn't keep the prop in the water. So my maxed out speed was like 21, 22. Uh, I should have been doing in the 30s or more. Never could do it because motor's so heavy on the back. On a boat road like this, especially when you put me in there being as heavy as I am, and you throw a big motor like that. But, yeah, there's a lot to consider Yeah, with, uh, with the newer style. It's boats. not just this is what I hate the most when I go over my emails. <laughs> Someone says, hey. I got a 1436, and I want to build it out. And, like, that's what all. What do I buy? Put. And I'm like, I need a little more information than that, but yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I'm trying to help you out here, but you're you're kind of like. Yeah. Or I, I have a, I don't know, or I, most of the time, they don't even have holes anymore. They're like, what's a good hole if I want to yeah, do, do, do a live well and a rod locker and all this? I'm like, well, what do you fish for? Where do you fish? Like, what lake are you in, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah what kind of outboard are you going to run? Yeah. Because yeah. then I can tell you if you're going to need even a deep V or if you need a flat bottom or yeah. you could get away with a mod V or whatever you want to do. You know what I mean? Like, but if I'm going out where Mike's at, I want a deep V. Yeah. Those are like, massive boats out I there. do not want a flat bottom on Lake no. Havasu. <laughs> no. no. And no. I don't want a flat bottom on Lake Lanier, you know, unless I'm doing electric only. But if I was doing gas, there's no way. Dude, I would have, I would have something, I don't know. It, it wouldn't side. be a flat bottom. You need something with high sides on You it. need a higher sides, yeah, because those people are stupid. There's a lot of idiots in Lake Lanier. Yep. Now, here's another one for both of you guys. Starting out, I know you started with wood and you started with a wood. Mm-hmm. You still recommend for the guys that are on a budget to start with wood, or is it worth it extra cost to go aluminum? Yeah, I mean, I, I do. I just can't put it in a customer's project without like some sort of contract that if it falls apart down the road, it's not, <laughs> yeah. I'm not liable. Um, but it's, you still think it's a viable option though. Yeah. For the guys yeah. That yeah. Are just yeah. Getting yeah. In and they're, they're on a budget. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, save you a bunch of money. You need a, you know, circular saw, bare minimal tools, get you some carpet and some glue. You know how it looks. The finished product is based on your skill set. Yeah. You know, you could make it look really nice, and you can make it look really crappy. Honestly, mm-hmm. I've seen, I've seen both. So I do recommend it. I would recommend doing the wood. I use half inch exterior grade. So if you go to like Home Depot or Lowe's, just make sure you get half inch. I now, no pressure treated. Now, no, I'm gonna backtrack because in my boat, I use like eleven thirty second, and yeah. I was, I was on this, I was hell bent on keeping everything. I'm gonna use cedar, which is so much lighter than like even aluminum. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to use, instead of half inch, I'm going to use 11 32nd. I'm going to put runners underneath that. You know, I, I really I over, overcomplicated some stuff, but I, I have that skill set to overcomplicate. A lot of guys may not. So to keep it simple, anytime anybody reaches out, like, hey, man, I want to do something simple. I want to keep it cheap. Half inch plywood. Just get the exterior because the way they rate plywood uh, when they press the veneers between exterior and just standard is the exterior is graded as an exterior because they use water-resistant glue. So if it okay. gets wet, it's not going to just blow out on you and delaminate. Yeah. So get you some exterior. And then, hey, you know what? Give it a two-step. Hit it with some resin on the top. You know what I'm saying? Hit it on the bottom if you want. Just the top would be good because that's where rain comes from. It doesn't come from underneath. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, guys are like, oh, you don't do resin underneath. Well, no, I don't – I mean, I don't think it's going to rain underneath your hatches, <laughs> but – I mean, if you want to, you can do whatever you want to do, but, you know, keep it simple, man. Do big hatches, wood, carpet. You can do that. Yeah. And if you want to ball out till you fall out, get on tbnation.net and order you some lids and some aluminum, and then that's, like, the next the next level up. 
I, I don't like wood. I feel like <clears throat> once you kind of price it out, you're not too far off. Like, what do you think the, the price difference is between framing in wood and framing in aluminum on 1436? Well, the economy's changed a lot of that stuff. Um, I think it's competitive. Yeah, I, well, but that's what I'm saying. I think it's I, so I mean, close. I, I don't know if it's so close, though. I don't think you're really I think saving. How, I think how we do it, it's so close. Yeah. I think how we do it now with one by 2 tube, welding it together. That's true, because you're only paying whatever foot yeah i, I think that's I'm very not, like just, just just think about the diy the guy that's watching this at home i still think aluminum i don't i don't like the wood i don't like and what i didn't like about the wood was the time that it took to cut everything out get it in place and then pull it all off and and resin coat everything yeah. or seal it and then going through that that was like a week process yeah, it's a lot of work me. Yeah, and then, wood is a lot more work. But if you're going to be cheap, you're going to spend more time. Well, exactly. That's just part well, of it. But I understand. But, like, once you get all that done and then you put it back into the boat, three three years later, yeah, it's all bubbling up and the whole thing's coming yeah. apart. In my opinion, I, I just like the aluminum yeah. better. Yeah. Now now knowing what I know, yeah, I like the aluminum better. You're I'm, not hurting my feelings. I'm split right no, now I, in the middle and between that's the, the two like, of you have a beautiful... Thank you. Wood frame boat. Like, but I keep it in the garage, so that's another exactly, thing to consider. Yeah, but yes. you, know. you, you did it right, though. I mean, you went through every last little nook and cranny and make yeah. sure everything was either sealed with resin or the yeah. oil-based enamel. Yeah. Like, you went way, way out and of And it's been wet. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> dream plug. Dude, I, I, I should have. Oh, my what gosh. I'm like kick, Yeah, bro. <laughs> I, man, I should have. Yeah. Start to, have you ever forgotten your drain plug? Yes. That, yeah, that, yeah, that time. And I was... I did on video. Okay, so <laughs> so it's me and my wife, and we're out. We're on Bear Creek, and dude, we were out there a long time. It's like an hour and a half, and she just like she's like, oh my, I don't remember what happened. I just remember her saying that like her bag. She had like a day bag in the in the front, like in the cockpit or whatever up up front, and she's like, it's soaking wet or something, and. I, like, walk up there, and I don't know why. I guess it's because she was, like, sunbathing on the front deck. And the water was coming in the back, and it had it finally filled up enough to where it was just coming through the floor in the front of the oh, boat. Oh, yeah. And her bag was just absorbing, <laughs> like, all this water. And then I, so I popped the back. The back? Ugh, dude, it's a lot of water. <laughs> so, 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 of course, at that point, I hit the bilge, but, but we went back, and I, I, w- I was just so – perplexed that it had happened and just kind of in shock i didn't even film it dude i mean that looking back i was like dude well i should have filmed that that would have been awesome i was just dude i was and i was like licking my wounds because i had to put it on the trailer and get out of the water i was like yeah we're going home we're not even we're done at least you didn't do it on video but 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 if i would have gotten it on video it would have proved to people that that boat was like flooded right three yeah. or four inches into the floor and everything was still fine. Yeah. Like you, there was no long-term damage. Right. And I took the floor out after the fact and everything just to check, and everything was good. Yeah. So. I'm kind of split between the two of y'all's opinions. So I like the aluminum framing with the plywood decks. I think that's yeah. the easiest for, in, it, like for me to explain to somebody. And the only reason that I go that direction is because it's hard to get somebody to reliably and leak-free a way to attach the 
framing of the wood to the decking material. So it's just easier for me to go, hey, get you some aluminum angle. It's not that expensive. Even if you get it at Home Depot, you can go eighth if you want to. Attach that, make that your runners so that you have a way to attach everything. And then frame it out. Rivets are easy, as long as you watch a video or two. And then go plywood decks, just like you did. Either oil-based enamel. Well, I did it on a, I, the one of the first customer deals. I, I did do it for a Yeah, guy. it was a hybrid, wasn't it? It was. It was a hybrid. It was all aluminum, and it was riveted together, yeah. 116th angled. And and it had and it dude it that boat was freaking clean yeah it was a nice boat but that guy like we went over that conversation and I, I you know hey this I'm gonna do everything I can but if you get this boat wet a million times and leave it outside in your yard I mean you're not gonna be left with a lot you yeah know, not long from now so yeah you know. and you just have to have that that mindset going in knowing that if you do use wood. It, there is a chance at some point you're going to be replacing it. It is not going to be your forever. Yeah. <laughs> for your forever. Well, I deck. mean, it's just like we were talking earlier about all the other things with buying a boat and what you're going to do. It's the same thing with how you build your boat. It's just a value proposition of how much you want to spend, how much time you want to spend, um, you know, where you're going to store it. Mm -hmm. If you plan on fishing every monsoon that comes. Yeah. You know, because there's, there's guys like me that if it, if it looks like 90% chance of rain – and it's not a tournament, I'm just not going, going that day. Yeah, I ain't going. You know? Now, here's another one that uh, I'm going to throw in there. And this is going to ruffle some feathers for people listening. But I 150 million percent do not care about leaks in a boat. That's why God made bilge pumps. I think that that is one of the first things that you should buy for every single boat. And I put two in every boat that we build here, an automatic one <laughs> and a manual one. I just, I, there's, there's no goop, slop, tape, nothing that you can slap on the bottom of a John boat to stop leaky rivets. And I know that's why people, you know, out there in the internet, they're like, oh, you got to buy a weld boat. They never leak. Well, they crack. Those <laughs> are a lot harder to fix <laughs> than a leaky rivet. But I mean, hell, we, so my boat, we went to uh, a river run up in South Carolina a couple years ago. This dude over here freaking out. He's up ankle deep in water. I'm like. In the boat? In the boat. In my boat. So. <laughs> I'm like, dude. Dude, first of all, I lift up his front hatch, and there's just one rivet that's just barely hanging out. Dude, you, you could, like, you can move And it. there's water just <laughs> pouring in. I'm like, Chris, you know, you know about this rivet, right? He goes, oh, yeah. It's all right. I'm like, yeah, you got a bilge pump, right? He's like, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, I was still when we get on plane, I'll pull the plug. Yeah. And that's what I did, and it works. It, it does work. That so, was when so, I was still building so, my boat. I so didn't have a bilge pump in there, but John, now. His John boat's not only a John boat, but it's also like a, like a hot tub. Yeah. 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 It was I like just, a. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll disagree with you on that, like, strongly. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't care. I don't care about that, leaking that's rivets. Fi that's fine. I, People I, I mean, freak out. That is like the number one question on the Facebook no, group. I, is, I, my rivets are leaking. What do I do? You can tighten them if you want, but dude, it's a boat. I will say I have become more lenient as far as like not being as worried about the boat hull being fully sealed. Yeah. Right? Like you're right. You do have a bilge pump. Shit really does get that bad. It's gonna pump it out. It's a boat, not but, a submarine. But it does not I also matter how much you try to make it a submarine. It will never be a submarine. Don't think you need three sixteen cents holes in your hole. No. 
when you could just fill that with a rivet. No. You know what yeah, I mean? I mean, you could. Yeah. yeah. Like nowadays, I'm not even worried to like. I mean, I obviously wouldn't do this on customers, but but uh, like a closed-in rivet, I don't know if that really does much more than just a standard rivet. You yeah. know, what I mean, standard rivets really don't let much water through, like no. you think they do. Not yeah. a lot. But I don't know. That's just my opinion. I just I just don't worry about it. I mean, I I just water bad. <laughs> Water bad. Just keep dry it dry. Good. I like, I like dry. wood, so water bad. Water bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, what? What is uh, you know, what's Batman and water's Joker? You don't <laughs> want Joker in the boat. I don't. She I won't just, float. I don't get that mentality. I just. Nah, I, nah, I get. I get it. You know, there's some stigma about like, oh, it's just old John boat, and we're out here on the farm pond. You know, don't mind it. That's fine. That's not what I'm trying to do. I, I want my stuff to not get water in it but bilge pump i have and a cheese ball bucket. i have fish out all of you need. plenty of john boats with water in the bottom of them so mine rode around all weekend in south carolina with what 40 gallons of water in the bottom of it yeah and you're sitting here bragging about it like it was cool it wasn't cool but it, it was just, not it, cool it didn't sink uh, and we didn't die because yeah, we were in like two inches of water that's, that's where you should be fishing at <laughs> but did you die no. Exactly. I so, did not. I just, I don't like the, the, the people smearing crap all over the bottom of their boats. Because you know, I did that Gator Glide video a long time ago, and I saw Oh, you one comment. That's your fault. You, you started yeah. that. Gator Glide probably hates me for doing that video now, because <laughs> they probably get a thousand calls about it. But it's just like everybody's just trying to find a way to seal the entire bottom of their boat. I'm like, it ain't going to happen. As soon as you take that thing out on the trailer, the whole transom or the whole bottom of the boat's gonna flex. People don't understand also how hard it is to get stuff to actually stick or adhere yes. to aluminum. Yeah. It's almost impossible. Now, yeah. now, not to just be you know devil's advocate over here, but I have been using a different. I don't even know if I want to say who they are because I don't want Gator Glide to get mad at you. They won't. I mean, I'm not sponsored um, by them. I just I bought their so, stuff. I called them. I was like, hey, I'm doing a video just so you know. Sorry about your bad luck. So I. I've used this product twice now on personal boat, 1232, and then the customer's boat, the Grizzly. The uh, Fasco Fasco Super Super Slick. Slick. But I can't tell you because I haven't, like, really field tested it, but I could tell you what it's supposed to do. And it's supposed, because it's epoxy, it's supposed to bind and actually flex and not flake off and not crack. And it goes on thick and it goes on quick. You just better work it. Ryan knows... (laughs) Because he saw pictures the first time I ever put it on. I did not read any pictures. You sent me the pictures, too. Yeah. It was not yeah. good. It was not you were having a bad Thank you, time. Fasco, for sending me another half gallon. <laughs> you were not uh, having a good day, were you? That was not a good day. That yeah. was not a good day. Yeah. But now that now that I did that one, I just did uh, the Grizzly I'm doing. And, dude, it, it was freaking super easy, and it came out really nice. I'm sure a lot of that comes down to surface prep. And yes. most of what I see in failures is because they didn't take the time to prep it yeah. right. And and to really do a surface prep job correctly yeah. is more work than most people are willing to put in. Yeah, that's true. It, it's a pain. It, you spend more time prepping. Yeah, oh, and it should anything. be that way. And it's yeah. the same way with painting stuff. You, know, you spend more time prepping than you do actually painting. Painting yeah. is the easy part. And so the, with the one we did is a brand-new Grizzly 1754, and we, we hit it with a wire wheel on the whole bottom. They recommend like get get to aluminum, and really? that's what yeah they just get to aluminum, just grind it all, just get to bare aluminum. So we did the whole bottom, and now I didn't do it. My guy did it. Chris, his name's Chris. 
six hours maybe i think you know oh, the guy that works yeah, yeah yeah i think yeah. he had six hours of time you know to do the whole bottom just in just just in the wire wheeling it yeah it's a lot of time it is a lot of time and now think think about this though that's a brand new boat with no rivets Oh yeah, it's a welded boat. So you know, and I know for a fact so you, you've seen that twelve thirty two, dude. That thing looked like somebody beat it with a baseball bat, and yeah. I was replacing rivets. Yeah. So if you had rivets, if you that had time rivets, much if longer. you had rivets and dents and dings and stuff that like you had to grind and get in, you know, and even there's spots I had to like hand sand, you know, yeah. with like forty grit just to because right. you can't, you can only get so far. So, but I've you know I've only taken that boat out a few times for testing. So you, you brought up a good point. That's another newbie kind of thing that I see a lot, and me being a painter, I can attest to this. So we get a lot of people that are asking about painting boats, um, and there's two things I want to talk about with that. One is your surface prep. If you get a new boat, or not even a new boat, if you get a boat that has a decent paint job on it, when I say decent, I mean it's not flaking, peeling, cracking. It's still in good shape. It may be worn. It may be kind of like faded looking. That paint is adhered to your boat well. You do not have to remove it to paint your boat. All you need to do is scuff it really, really good. Uh, gray or red Scotch-Brite pads is what I like to do if you want to do it by hand. There's some fancy tools out there you can buy, DA sanders and stuff like that, to put a, a Scotch-Brite or a scuff-type pad on there. That's all you need. Now, if you are going the opposite direction, if you got a boat that is cracking, peeling, you know, stuff's flaking off of it, that needs to go back down to bare aluminum. The reason being is because your original paint job is not going to hold new paint because it's already failing. Right. But if you got a boat that's in halfway decent shape, you got one of them Alumacrafts from, you know, uh, Academy or whatever, yeah. and it's still got the green paint on it, but it's just faded, scuff it and paint it. Yeah. Brings me to my second point. I get so many questions about what paint to use on your boat. Now, I know you like the Illumahawk, and I've tried the Illumahawk. It's good paint. We've, we've, at it. this point, I think we've tried like three, pretty much three different yeah. manufacturers. And, uh, and the top, what is it, the Total Boat paint, we tried it. Um, we've done a, the like automotive-style paint. Yeah. And it's, I'm going to just save you a whole bunch of time and money and headache. Just use whatever you can find at Lowe's or Home Depot. Rust-Oleum works just fine. The thing with the John Boat is... Where you take John boats fishing is not like where you take bass boats fishing. You are at some point going to run into your trailer, run into a dock, hit a bump, hit a stump, hit a down tree or something like that. You're going to scratch your paint. And, you, and it's like you're not even going to just hit your trailer because you did something stupid. It's because just of the wind. In, yeah, like, getting in and off your trailer. In, in the conditions that you're fishing in or the ramp, the way the ramp is, like, great, good, good boaters hit their trailer. Yeah. Like, it just happens. Unless you are in the paint industry, like you paint cars or you paint, you know, motorcycles or something for a living and you just have that paint laying around, there is no reason in the world to use anything other than just cheap old Rust-Oleum or like a Lumahawk yeah. or some kind of roll-on paint on a John boat. I like the Lumahawk because um, the, the problem with it is that they have limited colors. Yeah. So if you're Very cool limited. with like black or royal blue or white or gray. Or green. Or green. Um, but like man, when you open green. that can, dude, that you you be high. Oh yeah, pop a window, a <laughs> open the garage paint. door, yeah. dude, because you open that Seahawk, Limahawk, John Boat paint, buddy, get you a huff of that. Yep. That's when you know that's some juice. <laughs> that's like, <laughs> that's when you know that you can hit some stumps and hit some trailers. And man, even mine, like I've I've whacked it, I've dinged it, but dude, it it holds pretty good, man. It really yeah. does. That stuff. 
I feel like the paint thing is good, better, and best. And that's a whole nother, how much money are you willing to spend yeah. on product? Yeah. If you want something like something fancy, looks like, you know, like a freaking Ferrari, <laughs> you know, yeah. you got to spend but you some gotta, money. You got to understand, though, that if you would take a car and do the things to a car that we do with boats, Boat, yeah. it's yep. going to get scratched. Yep. It's going <laughs> to get dings in it. And guess what? It is really expensive to repaint a car. Yeah. Just yeah. like it's really expensive to repaint a basket. And if you if you buy really good paint, just like turf, man, you buy you buy like nine rolls of C-Deck, and you don't know how to use a razor knife. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you don't even clean the inside of your boat. But then that's the guy that's going to be on the product reviews this stuff sucks. It yeah. peeled right off in the sun. Did and it's not like, last. Yeah, yeah. It's like, bro, I, and it's the same thing with the paint. You could buy it. You could buy it. A lot of people ask some of the boats that, you know, and probably with you guys too, hey, what color, what manufacturer, what, what was this? And with that cost, just remember, if you spend three or 400 bucks in paint and you don't do a good prep job and then it peels off, yep. yeah. you're out a whole lot more money than just buying like, Spend the time, prep it right. Forty dollar yeah. gallon of uh, Rust Oleum just works just fine. And, and, the and there's stuff. And no, nah, it's not. It's like I want to say I don't know, eighty dollars maybe. Maybe it's, it's, it's a hundred dollar. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But, um, and I'm gonna continue to try different stuff just to try different stuff. Yeah, I mean, you never know what might come down the down the pipeline. Nah, man. So so uh, you know, because because I had to get an LLC. You know, I go in, I go in uh, Cheryl and Williams one day, and they're like, "Well, you could do a business account or whatever." Yeah. And so I did that, and then the the I guess the the rep, it's funny. He calls me a lot. Oh yeah, he wants he, you to buy paint. Well, yeah, but he doesn't understand my operation. <laughs> and I told him, and he's like, "Well, we got this new this and this, and I'll give you this." And I'm like, "So okay, so we're gonna just try some stuff." You know, that's the thing with Dupont PPG, dude. They're always coming up with some new crap in the lab. Mm-hmm. So. And yep. even in the years that we've been doing it, like you guys know, the stuff back then when I did that first boat into now, I'm like, man, these cats got it easy, dude. Oh, I yeah. wish I could just get online and order lids or, you know, do oh, God, get yeah. even even turf. We you have know? done the dirty work. Yep. A lot of that stuff didn't exist. I remember when thinking about making a hatch like drove me insane. Yeah. Like how, how was I going to do the hinge? Yeah, yeah. The hinge. <laughs> like the hinge was was your nightmare. Yeah. 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 And now you can just buy them. Now you can just get them. Yeah. Yeah, the 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 L piano hinge that Nate sells. It's funny the actually. Offset, offset yeah, like half offset, and it yeah. works with a half inch. That's why I tell guys now just do half inch because you don't have to worry about the hinge. Yeah. Or hell, even all the hell that Mike went through trying to come up with a Gen X lid. Well, my favorite It's still easy. It's just a lot. It's time consuming, yeah. but it's an easy lid to build. It's funny cuz we had to create that offset hinge. Yeah. Right, because you can't you couldn't buy it anywhere. Yeah, and they had to have that custom made. They had to have it custom made, so we are really the only ones that carry an offset hinge for this purpose, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's so funny because guys will get so mad at us for something that they just mis misread and misunderstood. All like, about the we sizing. still we still love you. I though. don't I don't want to buy like I don't want that junk. I'll take it off, cancel, give me my money back. I'm like, okay. He's like, I'll buy it somewhere else. I'm like, all right, cancel refund. Give them their money back, right? <laughs> Two Ten, hours later. <laughs> no, not even. Ten minutes later. Well, I couldn't find this anywhere else. I'll just go ahead and buy it from you. Yeah, and I was I like, I know. Because, like, we we had to yeah. make this stuff for us. Like, a lot of the stuff. Yes. A lot of the stuff. Man, dude, we could talk about this all day because I, I'm really passionate about not only, like, creating content, which is a whole other creative side of, like, building a boat is creative. Yeah. And then I get, a, I get to redo that all over again by creating a video. 
you know, that has kind of like my energy and my stamp on how I create that or present it. But I could really dive, dive into like talking about the evolution of stuff. And, and I just think it's like so fascinating that, you know, there's been guys that have modified John boats for a long time, mm-hmm. but none of them were doing it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And, and it just so happened that the first guys that started doing it on YouTube also are the guys that like grew the social media stuff and then developed products and have put it into production to when all the while people were, well, nobody's going to do that. Nobody's going to buy that. Nobody's. And now we, now we see what's happened and now it's actually starting to get the attention of some, you know, some big industry names, dude. I mean, and and you guys both know, like there's some big names, there's some check mark. Now, now everybody could get a check mark on Instagram, but man, I got some check marks and the follow. And it's pretty cool to think, of some of these pro fishermen or companies that follow just a dude that was just building a John boat, you know, in his garage mm-hmm. yep. for just, I mean, and it's the same thing with you guys and Mike. I mean, it's just the evolution of the whole thing. Like That's even, a, a even good idea for a future episode. E- yeah. Yeah. Even, even just like Nate early on and how he did his whole thing. Um, it's just really cool. A lot of pieces to the puzzle to get this to where it's at. And if anybody's watching, you just, just, you know, or listening, just tuning in, and you don't know who any of these people are. It's it's, it's a lot of origin story. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's it's a pretty lot. cool. There, well, well, that's a, a really good topic. We'll do that for another yeah. another episode. So, well, we're gonna we're gonna start wrapping up. Did yeah, you Ron, have anything Ron, else? Ron's that, about to fall asleep. <laughs> he's he's like, Damn. <laughs> yeah, Ron, I don't talk much. So this nah, is it's do, all you, right. do you do you have anything else that you want to throw out there for the newbies? Uh, no, um, no. Call our main line, hit extension two. You can talk to Ryan. Do not day. hit extension <laughs> two. Don't email me because I don't have a person. You don't answer. You're not cool. Anything that you can think of that we left out, or anything you particular? I, I don't. I don't know. Nothing. I don't. We we still love you. If we said anything, <laughs> we we still we still love everybody. You yeah. guys it's, have helped us get to where we are, and you guys yes. are a part of this whole evolution as well. Yes. So. We do greatly appreciate it. Yeah. And y'all are the inspiration that keeps us going and trying to find new stuff. You know, it's like we're out here messing with all of you. That stupid plastic boat that you brought in here the other day that I got to make a freaking kit for now. Dude, that boat is awesome. Dude, I like the boat. One, two. Yeah. People like it. Yeah, yeah. Three. It's only going to be here for a little bit. Yeah, I know. But that's why we keep doing what we're doing because you guys mm. asked for it. So that's what we're here for. All right, guys, we're going to wrap this up. If you are watching this on YouTube, make sure you uh, subscribe and like and all that good stuff. Leave a comment. And it, seriously, if you it, if you do go in the comment section, you have something you want to hear any of us talk about in the future, you got ideas for future episodes, we'd love to hear them. We do read all of the YouTube comments. And if you are listening to this on any of the podcast platforms, make sure that you rate this. That is Five very star. important that you rate this podcast because that's what helps everybody else know that we even have a podcast. And also, thank you to tbnation.net for allowing us to bring you guys these podcasts. Yep. And um, Anthony, thank you for being here. We appreciate it. No, thank you. This is great. Make sure you check out Anthony for Gate Boats. Yep. Uh, yes, YouTube. YouTube is just Anthony Jones, and Instagram is A-D-U-B Dub Jones. A-Dub If you have no idea who Jones. I am, just A-Dub Jones. And you're on the book face, too. Yeah, yeah, dude, I hate Facebook. So don't don't even don't even go there. Just <laughs> don't get on. If my you want, face. if you if you truly want like the best I have to offer, Instagram, 
and YouTube. YouTube, yeah. Instagram's like photos and short form content, and then and then uh, you know YouTube is like the, the longer long form content, tutorials, builds. Not on TikTok. I know you guys are TikTok. I'm TikTok off famous. TikTok. Are you? Oh yeah, I canceled that. Yeah, I, I mean, got man. That. They're, they got kids getting run over by boats and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. TikTok's like the Trojan horse for the invasion of <laughs> communist China over here. I don't know, man. I, I just don't, you know. I love me some TikTok. If you got I'm a million sorry. followers on TikTok because you fart in jars, I just can't put my stuff on that platform. <laughs> I know all the kids are going to hate me. I haven't seen that one yet. No, I'm just, on TikTok. I'm just, you better I'm just, get on the TikTok. I'm just making no, stuff I'm up. I'm good. I'm, I'll be all right. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everybody, for thanks, watching. Guys. Hey, and don't forget. Your drain plug. Your this, drain plug. We've all forgotten a drain plug once. Oh, I see what you did there. I did forget the <laughs> drain plug. You did like that. <laughs> <laughs> it took me an hour and a half to figure that out.